Hello and welcome back to another SU Sports Corner podcast. I am Josh and we're finally back together with Callan. Thanks for not after getting out of my basement for uh, finally uh, coming back on. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know if we'd ever get out of that basement, but uh, we're finally back, finally back together. I can't believe I'm saying this. I for some reason miss this. I think in about 5 minutes in this show I'll forget why I didn't why I shouldn't miss this, but We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, and uh, a lot is new since we were on. Um, first off, I went, uh, from our last show that we did, I nailed. I told you, the listener, I told you, go to the bank on a couple of things. And I it was with the Mahomes. It was with Luck. It was, remember, I had like a list of things. And with all these type of crazy things, the unders, and uh they all hit, so you're welcome to the listener. I think these listeners only remember that they hit on those things since it's been almost two months yeah, since we recorded the show. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, I also, to toot my own horn again, said that the Jets would go Adam Gase, and I just had a weird feeling that would happen, and sure enough, they did. We also talked about, uh, during that exact show, the mayhem and the madness that was going to happen on February the 27th at the Nassau War Veterans Coliseum down in Long Island. We talked about it. We talked about it here many, many times. It was the, the craziness. What's going to happen? I was trying. I said, we, we've got to figure out a way that we have to do this. You bailed on me, which I was very, very I, I did not bail on you. It was not... It didn't work in my favor to be able to get to that game, unfortunately. You, on the other hand, were able to go to that game, and I don't think there's a single sporting event that fits you than going back to the Nassau Coliseum to boo John Tavares till oblivion, till the next millennium if you had to. It it was the most surreal thing, and I I had to do an interview with a a writer with with, uh, the New York Post, a sports writer, and that that was the day before the game, and I was like, I have to, I have to go to this game. If this is all working, my, we, I have to go. Ended up going to the game again. Called you, tried to get you to come, wouldn't come. And the the mood, the tension in the Coliseum was unlike anything I've ever experienced. Over under, the, by the end of the first period, we'll say that was your voice gone already? Yeah. How oh, long, yeah. By oh, the first yeah. period, was oh, your yeah. voice already gone? Honestly. At the end of warm-ups, it was already starting to go. And it was crazy. Warm-ups, yeah, people were throwing snakes on the ice. They had the the uh, the signs talking about all these quotes about how he wanted to, how he was going to retire on the island, how he was going to do all these things, how he he wanted to, to grow and have a family on Long Island. He had all these quotes, and people were at all these signs up on the glass. They, I can't even say the things that were being yeah, said during the They made fun of the uh, Players Tribune article with the uh, picture of him in the pajamas. Yeah. I heard there's a lot of pajama talks. 91, you saw a lot of 91 jerseys, jerseys that said Pajama Boy on the back or Snake. And some of the uh, some of the great highlights of that game were hearing Where's Your Jammies was a great one. You Past Your Bedtime was a good one. He's our captain after uh, Anders Lee scored. It was just, it was an electric, it was I, it was almost like a riot slash breakup slash like mobbish type of thing. It was crazy. Yeah, I don't even think I could put it into words. That's just one of those games that you have to be there to experience. And knowing you and how you are with your takes and how wild and into some games I've seen you get in the years we've done the <laughs> show and been friends, I don't think there's a better game for you to have gone to in your entire yeah. life. I think yeah. that's probably, I would think in your mind, 
top game you've it ever was. been to. It was, the, it was the most exciting. Even though I did, did go all alone, I ended up running into the... Uh, the founder of Barstool Sports took a picture with him. Very cool. It was it was uh, it was like a, a concert. It was wild, but it was it was wild. It was the island. It was the Islander Stanley Cup. It was our Super Bowl all in one, and they won like six one. And it, the I, the the bubble got popped in the building when like two minutes in they the Maple Leafs scored. I said, "Oh no!" Because remember we were at the Islander Ranger game, and I was yep. the, the bad luck charm. Yep. So I uh, I realized maybe it is me. And then, like that, later on that period, Tavares got crushed against the glass. Place, but then during the um, the entire uh, video montage, I, I'm going to ask you this because you're more rational than me. Yeah. Why would you play a video montage? I, I don't get it. I understand that's the right thing to do in sports. Is you want to thank someone for the commitment they've given to your team, and you get it. You want to thank Tavares, but could, how could you have not known that that reaction was going to happen? You think the fans are going to be like, okay? We're giving you a montage. We'll cheer for two minutes and let give you that thanks. No. You've seen how fans have reacted the second he signed. How did anyone think it's a good idea? And I know you want to be the bigger man. You can come out and say, we know the reaction he's going to get. I don't think it's in our best interest to give him a video tribute because I don't even know if there's five people in that stadium no. who were standing and cheering no, during it. I sent you the video. It was all boobs. Not one person was cheering at all. And the, the, the whole thing was... and. I, I've never been at a game, and if you could pull up, or if any listener can pull up, an, another example of a game where the general manager the night before has to go on national radio to remind the fans to be peaceful and to not literally riot outside and during the game and to be respectful and to not harm anybody or harm the arena. And then that day, the head coach then has to go on another national tele, uh, national radio program to also remind the fans and put out a written statement to get put in all the New York tabloids to, a reminder to please be peaceful and then do another video thing going on camera telling please fans and send it to season ticket holders, please be peaceful. Yeah, it was. I don't know how anyone. You probably you should have known what was gonna happen. And yeah. like I said, it's a it's the right thing to do to have that montage. But in certain situations, no. like this one, you could have hold it off. I don't think Tavares would have been <laughs> that upset if the mic. Look at what could happens every time a montage happens. Happens. Yeah. Usually they'll show the camera on that player. They'll tip their cap yeah. or raise their stick. You don't want all the spotlight on Tavares, you know, it's been, and put the camera straight on him. It caused a, a riot and the whole it, Nassau. It was, it was unreal. And I was so happy that he almost had a goal, and I, I would have been crushed if he had a goal. But yeah. the fact that we won unbelievably well, and the Islanders have really struggled since that game. It was They literally put all their juice, all their energy, everything into that game, and they were using the momentum leading up to the Tavares game, which I'm going to call it, and I think everyone's called it just the Tavares game, yeah. of when they got to the Coliseum, they were like 10-2. and two. And like since then, they've like really struggled. Yeah. They lost to the Flyers like 8-1. The next day, and then they lost. They but they're starting to bounce back. They're they're looking like a pretty solid team compared to your team that went into a complete fire sale. Hey, hey, I went. To, I on the other hand, I went to a Ranger game since we last recorded, and they won. It might have been the one sh- game they've won since we last recorded the yeah. show, but they've gone downhill. But I, I knew it was going to happen. I knew the rebuild was coming. So they're limping in, but I've if they weren't in a rebuild and I didn't have these expectations, I'd be more angry than I am. But I know. What I knew going into the season what was going to happen. I said it from the beginning. The best case scenario for his team was they'd get 
the final wild card spot and then lose four nothing in the first round of the playoffs. You really think so? I, that was the best case scenario for a team going in the year. Now they're going to be a top ten pick and continue to build a solid farm system and give it another year. Or so I think they're going to be pretty busy in free agency this year. So give it another year and two, and they could be right back in the comp- competitive. So, There's been some hmm. positives on a very poor season, but there has been some bright spots for Rangers, but. The, oh, uh, well. I was going to tell you, so currently in the East, the uh, the way that some of the hockey looks, the uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning will be ta- would be taking on Montreal if it started today with the Lightning leading with 120 points, already secured their playoff spot, everything like that. Uh, Boston, 101 points, would be taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, then Washington would be taking on Carolina. And then the New York Islanders would be hosting against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Not a good look if you're the New York Islanders. No. I would rather have Carolina. I think we could kill Carolina. I think we've we've had Toronto's number all year. So I would play. I would take Toronto at the Coliseum. Yeah, I think that. I still think Toronto is a dangerous team. I know you have the number, but you put them in playoffs. Things can change. But yeah, I definitely rather play them than Pittsburgh if I was yeah. you guys. But. Hats off to Barry Trotz. He's taken a team that you and I both said from the beginning. We've had a thought who's going to have more points yeah. Our team between our two teams. And it's clear the Islanders are for real. And Trotz has done an incredible job. I think he's the favorite to win yep. coach of the year for the National Hockey League. And he's really turned his team around and made it a very fun team to watch. And it'll be nice to see some likely playoff hockey yeah. back in the Nassau Coliseum oh, if, it it's goes, if it goes there. But only one round because they say because the national media can't fit. So the second and third rounds have to go to the Barclays Center. I think, and I have a conspiracy, it's the NHL that doesn't want to see meaningful playoff hockey at the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, I'm not even going in this rant. The whole Nassau or Barclays, the whole Islander Stadium situation has been a joke for years. Yes. And you hope they finally can get that new stadium that they've been talking about because everyone said it. Neither of us have been there to see it in person, but from what we've heard, Barclays Center is horrible, horrible. for it's hockey. Atrocious. But I was going to say, if you remember, the NHL doesn't like the Islanders, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, if you look go. back, you know, all time, if you look it up, Montreal has the most in a row Stanley Cup wins at five. The Islanders, in their heyday, had four in a row, right? If you remember... During their final playoff run, you had Trottier got hurt. You had Gillies was hurt. You had Smith, who was battling a leg injury at the time. And here's the thing. They won that series, right, against, I believe it was Boston, right? Tough series against Boston. And then they had to play Edmonton the next night, and they lost in five. And remember, that, that series went seven games, and then the next night having to go play a fresh Edmonton team. The NHL, they, they didn't want the Islanders to, to, to tie the record of all time. And I think it was, and I, I think, and they knew that if, if, if they let that happen, that it, it, it was, it's the NHL at the end of the day. What are we, 10, 15 minutes in this podcast, yes. and you've already come up with a conspiracy? Yes. About, I, I, but it was it's well documented, though. We know that. We know that the NHL, because they wanted Montreal to be the hockey capital for hockey, and they wanted to be. They don't want the Islanders in Long Island to. Uh, who knows? Maybe, but this was like it, 1983. We're talking, yeah, by the way. Neither of us were even a thought. A, a yes. thought at that point. Our yeah. at that point. Yeah. But oh well. So C- congrats to the Islanders. Yeah. Right, we'll you. give that. They they've been really good, and I can be the bigger man when it comes to this Thank type you. of spot. But. You. 
I'll be, you could be the bigger man when other sports go my way. Yeah, which we're, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about one that will go my way and one that football. You got football. Stink. Uh, we'll get to that later. I'm a little hot, heated. Some up a little heated about some things. So we um we can go in any direction right now. If you want to go baseball, we can talk baseball. You're, you you want to go football? You're the host. You're the host. Um, <laughs> we can go. We can talk baseball. Everybody here. Talking about what's going to happen with Mike Trout, what's going to happen with Harper, what's going to happen with Keuchel, what's going to happen with all these different pieces. And uh, everybody was thinking, oh, this is what's going to happen with Machado. Machado's going to go to the uh, the Yankees. Machado wants to go to the Phillies. All these different factors. Machado ends up going to the Padres, which makes zero sense to anybody because technically he's not going to be making that much money because of the taxes and whatever. He said he wanted to go to the most money. Make no sense to me. Whatever. But then you look at uh, Bryce Harper who signed that colossal contract to go to Philadelphia. And with no opt-outs, no, and no, no, trade tra- uh, no, no trade clause. So he is yeah. locked in. He's going to be a Philadelphia Philly for his entire career. And Mike Trout. Oh, wait. Harper's getting paid until he's, what, 39 or 40? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I think it's he's 30, like 38, 39, one of those. And he's making $33 million at that time. And then you'll look at uh, Mike Trout. He just got a huge deal, which losing the Bryce Harper deal, Mike Trout could have been a billionaire. He could have contract, and no one would have batted an eye if, if someone if Mike Trout signed the dotted line for a billion dollars. Would Nobody baseball would've. fans be like, "That's atrocious"? Trout's the best player in the league, and I'm happy he's finally getting paid. Like, and we'll see if the Angels can build a team around him. I'm just happy he didn't go to Philly. You and I know, me both. You and I know some Philly sports fans who would go nuts. We know some Philly sports fans who the second that Harper signed, we're already thinking of a 2020-2021 lineup with Mike Trout in it with Bryce Harper. It's, it just shows with baseball you can't send your entire offseason thinking about future offseasons. Oh, like, yeah. For example, that that Trout stuff. Then there's Yankee fans who, when they lost Al Machado, it's like, okay, we can't it's okay, we lose Al Machado because we can get Arenado. You, you, don't, you can't worry about that stuff because then Arenado signed an extension with Colorado. You can't worry about the future offseasons. You got to just focus on this year. And I think this year showed it a lot and – also, if the extensions, every, literally every one of their mothers signs an extension yep. because of collective bargaining issues and possible strikes in the future of Major League They're Baseball. They're going to strike next year. I I, I, it would not shock me. With all the stuff that's going on, even with uh, prospects, the uh, Super 2 deadlines, and you have to send them down for Which the, the first Mets two. Which the Mets don't care. You yeah. see the Mets. They, the, the Mets aren't doing it, but the Reds are doing it with Nick Senzel, and it would have been happening to Vlad Guerrero Jr. Before I like he, him. He's nice. So he he's going to be a really good he player. Yeah, but it's a lot of stuff going on and some rule changes. Baseball is in a weird place, but you know what? Let's forget about the negatives. We got baseball in a it's few bad, days, yeah. and I could not be more excited. So I just we're gonna we're gonna do a little fun um, predictions here on wins and losses of the under over for for baseball, and what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna t- we're gonna find a couple of of the lines that we think are good that we'd recommend. Obviously, we're not going to endorse. We're not going to... You know what we're talking about here. We're not going to say you endorse it in any which way, but we're just going to tell you some facts and we'll let you draw your own conclusions here. So, a couple of the interesting ones. The Braves, they had 90 wins in 2018. They made a couple of nice moves in the offseason. Right? They're they're really trying to retool on a young team. They've got a lot going. I met, but what, what's going to happen, Bobby? Big fan. He said, we're, gonna, we're, make, we're working on making big moves. Josh Donaldson was in on Craig Kimbrell, although who knows what's going to happen with Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. Now Milwaukee's interested in him, but I'm Braves like, oh. are a slightly over. I'm not 
in they're, they have a great young pitching staff of a year or so. It could be a very exciting pitching staff. I don't know how much I fully trust it for full season. Take over as well, but it's not going to be the easiest call. It'll be more like 87, 88 wins for him, I think, realistically. That's- well, that's they lost Goldschmidt. I I think this is a bad team. They lost what Corbin. They take the under of the seventy five and a half wins for the Diamondbacks. I'll take the over slightly. Ooh. I think there's still some. He caught lightning in a bottle though last year. To be fair, nah, I still think I, I think it'll be slightly over 70, 77. But both of those start off kind of right on the line. I don't think that you remember that. This one should be the easiest one. The Cleveland Indians at ninety and a half wins. Under. Under. That, that's an easy club. Five hit. Hanley Ramirez is going to make Yikes. an opening day roster <laughs> and with the Cleveland Indians. And this has been the most confusing story of the entire offseason for me is why they're even considering trades in baseball in your infield and Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor. Why weren't they more active in trades when you have a window to win right now when you're in a division that you can win and try to add to compete with? Yeah. But I'll, uh, so I, with that, I'll take the under. Toronto. 74 and a half. Remember, Troy Tulowitzki, they trade away only Miss Diaz, and they let, what, um, a half, I'm taking the under. I'll take the over. I think that the young blood they'll bring up with Vlad Guerrero. They're going to be a fourth place team in that division, and I'm confident saying yeah. that. But they'll be kind of like, so we'll bring some sort of like fire under them, kind of like what yeah. the Yankees did that when they did their up, and that kind of jump-started them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a couple other ones I think are of note. That's that's actually right on the nose. I might say no, barely over. They're not the favorite out of the division nope. for me. I think the Nationals are. Ooh, I disagree. I, the Braves. I I would trust their pitching staff as much. And they won the division last year. And they have a re- Ronald Acuna Jr. is a superstar. Yeah. yeah. I just don't that pitching staff and that bullpen scare me a bit. And I think that's going to be but the Strasburg who is up in that conversation yeah. when healthy. They brought in Corbin and they're they bolster that bullpen yeah. in that division. But Yeah. Did Adam Jones end up signing? Adam yeah. Jones went to Arizona. Lost out on either Harper or on Machado. We're not going to be like I thought a team like the Giants. It because of the age and he's getting older, so some people are not willing to play him every day. Amount of playing time, it's a good fit. But Giants would have been a great fit. That was a really good call by you. Yeah, thank you. Other ones, the Mets. They have at 80, 85 and a half wins. I'm taking the under. This is the bats already. Are they going to trade to Grom? Like, I, I have nothing to believe in with Robbie Cano. I'll, I'll take the over. I, I disagree. I, I think they've got they built some good depth, but I think they'll be battling it out with Atlanta. I don't know if the Mets, if we're called playoff team, I think they're best. And that rotation, we've been saying it for years. When it's on, it's great. They bolstered the bullpen. They're going to have stuff left in the tank. They, Wilson Ramos, money? we'll see. That, it's contract's back. DH, so that'll be helpful for him adding to his career. We'll see what happens. We just when we're a training game with a hand injury, so we'll see how bad that is. If that happens, Wilson Ramos at the uh, winter meetings, I saw him. He's a big guy. That there, uh, he he is a very big guy. Getting everybody, just trying every little depth pieces. He was very active. So we'll see if that. Three two, Degrom's contract extension yep. talks while everyone's signing contract extensions. Degrom's issues and Syndergaard came out today and talking about it kind of surprised that they haven't been able to work something out yeah I so. don't, it flusters me it really does this team and they're in the biggest market and you would think that they do have a couple of needs obviously a, a third i didn't expect them to be in on machado i would have loved if they were in on machado i would have loved if they were even potentially on harper but realistically because of cespedes they had they weren't in that position to be able to to do it Je- jed lowry's a nice pickup but yeah he's 
past his prime, though. No, yeah, I don't think if it, it's a solid pickup, but it's not anywhere near the level that the Mets could be on if they weren't stuck with assessment as contract. And this one, you're gonna. This one, I think I'm gonna get a good answer out of you. The New York Yankees, ninety six and a half wins. I'll I'll take the under. I was gonna take over. I think it's like right around there. I think to me, they're the favorite in the AL East. And yeah. I'm, com- I'm comfortable saying that. Just even though I'm a Yankee fan, so that's a little biased. But I think they're the favorite. And I think they're gonna be a very solid team. The injury bug has hurt them in spring training. Hicks is gonna. CC Sabathia is gonna have to serve five game suspension, then go on the IL. Severi IL until May. So we're battling injuries, but they did it too long. But they got the depth, bringing in Adovino. They brought in DJ LeMayhew. So we'll see how he can do. I think the Yankees have really done a great job. This The way if he keeps anything up in spring, he's going to be an MVP candidate this year. 98 wins and favorites in the AL East. I thought you guys could have used a guy like the lefties in the lineup, but I guess you got to hold off till DD Gardner's still around. Stick with Luke Voigt, who's uh, had a really good September. Those two struggle and don't look too well. They will not hesitate to flip prospects. Yep. And if that September can, he won't be anywhere as good as that. You can't be anywhere as good as he was. But so, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, so these are just a couple other fun ones that are right on the end. It was the Rockies to make the playoffs plus one eighty five. Say they'll be right around. We're going to be battling for that one of the wild card spots because yeah. I'll say yes. I think they will be battle. They'll be battling for the second wild card spot. With they'll be competing for playoff spots. The NL East is going to have a bunch. So you know, actually, I'm changing my no. I'll say wow. I'll say no, and possibly even the third place and second place in the NL Central or third place. They'll be. Just, I think they're a very good team, and I think they'll be competitive all season. If I had to make that bet, if I had, to, if you told me I had to pick something, but that's as you no. make a bet. I was gonna say the next one I like the uh, Diamondbacks, the under of seventy five and a half wins, even money for twenty eighteen, and obviously they lost Goldschmidt and Pollock, and uh, wins against replacement, <laughs> and it just, I think they're also probably gonna do a much. I think it's gonna be an easy under. Yeah, we'll see. I think that's a good point, and I, I said before, I think that they'll be. Slightly above, but you could definitely see the under. I think even under could be more likely. I just I kind of like them a bit more than just they'll be. It'll be like a 76, 77 win instead of set up four. I think they are the yeah. favorites, so I would say yes. Absolutely, and they got uh, Paxton there compared with not adding Craig Kimbrell yeah. or someone in that bullpen. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I get you want to stay under the low. You have the AL or even East locked up. The Yankees were close to you last year. Houston is, although they're, I said, confu- I'm just confused about them. They've been a perennial playoff team these past few years. Even just add somebody into that bullpen yeah. because you need a closer and you need someone to relieve her. But can he be the top guy in a, a bullpen? I'm not sure. So I, that was one of the big. Either I think they're thinking like they can use Evaldi and crazy mm-hmm. starters in the back whenever yeah. I'll make the playoffs plus 600. I think that that could be an example of the Nationals of 2018. Say they'll, they'll make the playoffs. I think I'm they, not saying a lot of money. I'm saying no, a couple bucks here and there on. Oh yeah, it's not a back me, not entirely, but they have too much depth and they've won injuries though. If they get yeah, if they to be too serious, he could be back in middle of April. But we'll we'll see. I I'll, they'll I think they'll make the playoffs. Right, fair. Okay. 0.5 minus 120. Yeah, it'll be over. He's 
not Cy Young favorite top pitcher in baseball or over, but he's still yeah. top 15 pitcher in baseball, maybe even top 10. Um, but mm-hmm. I was going to say, uh, the team with the most losses, the Orioles plus 220. Yeah, I'll take Baltimore. That, they, are, they are atrocious. And they're going to – they have nothing to sell. It's a very bad Baltimore Orioles team. So hopefully the Yankees can take advantage of that because they couldn't do that. They only won like 10 or 11 of their games against Baltimore last yeah. year when you should realistically win like 14 out of 19. And uh, the funny part is that if the uh, Orioles improved by 10 wins, they would bring them to 57 wins, which would still be the worst <laughs> record last season. Yeah, I I don't even think you could name a single or maybe like it, one or two no Orioles. There's no way. People is, uh, in their starting lineup. Is Davis still on the team? Chris no. Davis is still no. there. He's, he's what, he had the worst season in baseball history last year by war, but he's still That's one of the bad. worst in all baseball. Um, besides that, yeah, I can't name anyone. Yeah, I just Mark Trumbo is the one. Trumbo, that I think you he's maybe. Good. Yeah, I like Trumbo. But I like him when he's with the Angels. I'm not gonna bore a list. Bundy is their team's oh, yeah. projected number one starter, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, is could not uh, tell you anything. Not, not worked out, and he's not even getting the opening day nod for Baltimore. Oh, really? No, he's supposed Fired. to. Inter- Brandon Hyde, he's the former bench coach for the Cubs. Oh, so yeah. So another yeah. Co- coach. Yeah. Uh, the over of 23 and a half home runs for Andujar. Barely. I think he's he's ready to prove that he's the Yankees in him as it every day. I, his bat's going to play. Yeah. It always has. He had a very good year in hitting last. He apparently has done a lot of work this offseason working on that. So we'll see if that translates to results this year. But yeah. his bat will play. Um, and then this one's a fun one. The Astros to win the World Series plus 600. They're a, they're a competitor. They're a competitor. I think they're one of the favorites in the AL. You got Boston and New York. I think they'll they'll be up there. And they just locked up Bregman for six years. They just extended Justin Verlander to keep him around after this year for two more years. Their rotation's a little scary. They lost Keuchel. They lost Lance McCullers for the season. They lost some – I forget who else, but they lost another – out of their five starters last year, three of them won't be on the team this year, either to injury or to free agency. So they have a lot of depth, so that could be should be okay. But they'll still be an exciting team, and they'll be up there in terms of favorites in the AL. So. A couple of other quick ones. The Rockies to win the NL pennant plus 1,500. Um, let's see. The Cardinals to win the NL Central plus 220. Um, the yeah, yeah, that's just all you need to know about how bad Baltimore is. The, uh, the fact that you're betting the under, yeah, that means you're gonna well, lose 104 Bregas predicts 104, 103 losses for them. Five ERA, right uh, around there. He's, I, I'll take the under. Yeah, I, I was gonna say he's lost step. He's he's looked bad in spring. He's definitely bum garner vet. What would you do? Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? The under over of 206. I'll take the over. He's proven to be a very good. Shooter. Just continue to be Chris Sale, and they kept it. They're gonna keep him a dominant strikeout pitcher. So I'll take the over. And then this one that was an interesting one: Joey Gallo to lead for home runs is plus one thousand. I don't know what I think about I, that. It's a if you want to have a sneaky pick, just have a bet for forty home runs as you can get. He only hits two oh three though. Yeah, he's a he's yeah. right up there in terms of that's 
that form of baseball. He hit but. 40 home runs last year, third in strikeouts, third in home runs, second at in um at bats. So it's it's interesting. I it's, think that's an interesting one. It's an interesting bet, especially the uh, just a sneaky factor in the high. It's I think it's more likely even than plus 1,000, but. Even in the AL, there's going to be a lot of guys who will compete with him for that, such as Stanton, guys to keep an eye on, too, for that. But Gallo will be up there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, any other baseball th- points you want to dive into before uh, we switch topics? Uh, no, I can't really think of much. We talked slightly about it. This year has been the year of the extension. Even guys like Eloy Jimenez, who haven't yep. taken a single at-bat in the majors, getting a six-year extension to keep them locked up and now we'll be in the opening day but you know it's gonna be a fun year i think that we talked about it. the nl is gonna be wide open there's four teams that are gonna be competitive in the nl east four teams i could say could be even files wide open the al is a bit closed off the biggest competitions for a second wild card and that's between tampa oakland angels possibly the twins but it'll be i can't wait we both have opposite directions on our team i'm loving what the yankees are doing you're even more optimistic about your team than you are. But what is there to be optimistic about the pitching staff that can't stay healthy? Jason Vaughn. So Syndergaard, if he can stay healthy, he's great. The Grom's the reigning Cy Young order this year. Steven Matz, if he can put it together and he's, he's always injured. To, so I think that there's things to be. He's yeah, you, don't, you don't have to worry about him. You got, you got Pete Alonso. Yeah, that's true. And he's the um, service time game with him like other teams are doing. So that's something to keep an eye out. It's just pure power. He's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm very – I'm curious to end up seeing what they end up doing on the manager side of things. If of it. Now that they have a new GM, is this is Brody Van Wagner – Mickey, is Mickey Callaway right manager for the team currently because they are pitching first team? And I can't say it would shock me to see Van Wagner. I don't, I don't expect it, but could they do it if they struggle? Of course. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Though there are a couple of weaknesses that we oh, know about. Yeah, I, I agree. There's definitely some weaknesses, but they've done as good a job. They did a great job to me of rated. He could play all over the infield. He's going to be the starting. He's going to play a lot of second when they want to get Andujar off. They want to get Bird or Voight out of the lineup. He could play some first base too. So he'll play all over. Too low. All you got to do is stay healthy and play. And we'll see. I. I and the rotation, any seven innings from every night out, you need five, and you can go to the bullpen, and they have a good enough bullpen. Rotation's good. I think Severino, when he gets back, will be a, a good pitcher. He'll be of continue to be as good, a very solid pitcher. James Paxson's continuing to grow. Hurts every time out, and it's not going to be. He's not the superstar he was. And then Tanaka, just a night out when they're all healthy. Now they're not all healthy, but they should be. Soon. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see what yeah. ends up happening. And I, I don't think Britain's that good, I'll be I, honest. I think he's still good. And the thing is, they don't need a good setup man. Get the big ground ball out when you need a big out. They get him to hit the ground ball, and I, he'll do his job. And having another lefty in the bullpen's always. Selfie is an elite closer. The knee issue last year is a bit concerning, which is why they were in on But we'll see. And... I'm, ex- I'm excited for the year. I think they because you can't stay healthy. Boy, because he played he's, in 112 games last year. He didn't play any games. Or, or last year. Yeah, 20 he says he's terrible. He hit 264, 263, 257, and 271. Shane Robinson 
almost every day. That would have been nice to have him, but he can't stay on the field. Last happened. I I don't know, but he's probably slept wrong. I, I think the Yankees at this point are just kind of they're gonna keep him on the IL because we got three outfielders right now. And when he gets up, that they'd be more comfortable playing on Ellsbury. I didn't see you guys just uh, came down to want to keep giving him consistent at bats, and uh, he could right now. What they needed was a fourth outfielder yeah. and the outfielder while Hicks is on the DL. So they went with Mike Touchman, who just traded from Colorado, who mm-hmm. is fine. He hasn't done anything really in the big leagues. It's a someone who's hit well in the minors, and we'll see if that can translate to the majors. Then mm-hmm. we'll change the scenery. And uh, we're also now going to change, I guess, we're going to go a little bit off to another topic. We're going to talk a little yeah. bit about football. Uh, Super Bowl, the Pats won it again to no shock. The Rams just, they looked like they couldn't do anything. It was one of the more boring Super Bowls, to be fair. Yeah, it was It was definitely a boring Super Bowl. Jared Goff struggled mightily. He just, It looked like the nerves got to him. He just yeah. he looked overwhelmed by the moment. And, you know, Tom Brady doesn't get overwhelmed. And I'm sure if Goff goes back in a few years, he'll take that lessons and move forward with it. So we'll see what happens in the future, but congrats to the Pats. They obviously deserve it. A lot of question marks from now. Let's get your opinion on that. Is Gronk going to be a Patriot? And will he show up to Pats training camp in August? Will he? Is he or is he done? Is he going to call it quits? It's been too quiet, Jared Cook. And apparently, Cook said he didn't join the Patriots because he believes Gronk. Like we. We kind of heard something from Gronk. Yeah. It's, it's it, there's nothing coming out at all. Probably not. It wouldn't shock me. It's like you said, it's so quiet that you can't get a read on. Early in the off season, it kind of seemed like he wasn't going to be done. Now you're starting to think he can, might. We'll try and give it one more year. You saw it last year at times, getting to him a bit, and he's kind of like you said, football's almost now for a little further away on his mind. So it wouldn't shock. It wouldn't shock me if he does call it quits and just save. Dad, you look at it. He's played in what, 13 games in 2018, 14 games in 2017. He was in eight games in 2016, 15 games. To, his guys, and since 2011, has not played an entire season. Yeah, definitely concerning for him and for the Pats, but he turns it on when and Brady's shown that he can make things work without him. Especially yeah. when he has Julian Edelman, who Super Bowl MVP was just awesome in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He um had 13 receptions during the uh, postseason for 191 yards. Season 14.5 yards per reception. Here's 14.7. He's got a couple of records. Most receptions by a tight end in the Super Bowl history at 23. Most received the league in receiving touchdowns in 2011. Only tight end with a thousand plus career post tight end. Most touchdown receptions by a tight end. Most touchdowns by a tight end in a season. Most seasons with 10 plus touchdowns. Yeah, when when he's on the field, he's dominant, and we've seen him go, but. If you've seen him play over the year, it doesn't shock me that he's considering. I'm, I'm hoping he does. And a couple of interesting things. Antonio Brown is no longer with the Pittsburgh Watch. Yeah, that was just insane. When that, you see, who was it, Rappaport tweeted it? Or Rappaport, total Antonio Brown. I don't want to play in Buffalo, so I'm not doing it. So it's all it's become such a head case. And what does he want? He's not going to do anything. He doesn't want kind of happy. He's 
not with the team, to be honest, anymore. Just because of the need to worry about each week whether or not he's going to show up or Brown, whether or not he's yeah. It's their losses on the field. They're superstars, and it's gonna be t- it, tough to replace them. And you cope with the loss and still be productive. It may. It's not gonna be. They still got Connor, who's a fun running back. He's a good yeah. running back. He, he showed last year he's a Pro Bowler. Juju's yeah. with uh, nobodies. They're yeah. guys who showed last year that they can handle. J- James Connor should see if he can handle being the number one target. And they signed Dante Moncrief to. Have, they yeah. needed they needed depth and that was a good move for them and we'll see if they maybe even address it in the draft. So who knows if uh, Metcalf or somebody like that can potentially yeah. be that would be fun. I, I think would love Bulls who signed yeah. a four, was a four year deal with uh, which a four or five year deal with Jackson. Yeah. He was you knew what was going to happen from the time that the day after Super Bowl is coming out that he was going to go to Jacksonville. So you, everyone knew it was happening, but now that it actually happens again, is it going to be? A Brock Osweiler situation where you're good for a couple games is a bad yeah. when I saw the contract. No, absolutely. I don't think we already saw him once as a starter. It didn't mm-hmm. work out as the main guy with the Rams. It did not work. Yeah, Fisher or just his skills. And he's shown he can be productive in the playoffs. He was still good and has the Foles magic, as people like to call it. But I think devoting $20 million to a backup quarterback. No, you're absolutely, yeah. I know are better with Nick Foles than they are with Carson Wentz. Yeah, I still, overall, the better quarterback. I don't think either of us disagree with that. No, yeah. They might be the, the chemistry. Of, maybe there's something with that. I think that there were some reports with Wentz about how he is maybe not a, great a bit teammate. of not a great teammate. I do him all the time and it's always in the, always, yeah. We'll see. I think that there could be something of chemistry with Foles over Wentz, but I think ultimately that Wentz is the better quarterback, and that ultimately will make them the better team. Mm-hmm. And then what were your thoughts on Le'Veon going to the Jets? It was rumored all along, and I think the Jets were the best fit and were the team that was maybe not the best fit, but the team that was going to be willing to spend the most money on him. So I, that was where I expected him to go. It stinks for me as a Steelers I, where I, that I'll get to watch the Jets a lot more. And because if I'm watching games with you, they'll be on. <laughs> and I'll get to watch and remind myself how great of a player he is. But he's a head case, and I didn't want to deal with it. I'm happy the Steelers are gone with him. It's going to be missed. He's an incredible talent. He's one of the best running backs in football. And he's going to make Sam Darnold better. Having yeah. a guy like him in the backfield is going to be do tons for that team. And they improved their wide receiver. They got Jamison Crowder. And Robbie Anderson was great down the stretch last year for them. Quincy Nunwa was a good target at times for uh, Sam Darnold. And they have a, have a fun offense to watch. And so we'll see where that can take him and, like I said, the money to get him. Hey, if you remember, what, two months ago he said he wasn't going to sign with the Jets? going to sit he was going to say he's going to show up in the Steelers in week yep. one. So what can we take a word, we trust a word that comes out of his no, mouth? No, yeah, and he signed for four years, $52.5 million with a guarantee. It's funny, though, that, that Steelers offered him more money in the beginning when they were karma a bit, but you knew ultimately he seems like he just wanted to get out of Pittsburgh. Jets can keep that going, and I'm curious to see what the workload for him was. Susceptible, I can't. Susceptible, Thank yeah. you to all those injuries by getting 30 so we'll see what the jets do with him i think also and your guy todd haley on bell style of running any comment 
he, he one of the most patient running backs. He frustrates. Do something, then he'll find a hole, and it's like, oh, that's why he wasn't doing this. So he's he's up in the backfield, but he just makes the miraculous juke and is able to continue to get positive gains. So won't be used. A lot of teams aren't used to having their backfield, but he'll do wonders. And we'll see about showing up in the playoffs because who knows the Jets will even make the playoffs in that four-year tenure. We'll see. He's going to be fun to watch, but we'll see whether or not the headlines are made. New York diva who now is no longer in New York with Odell. To the biggest losers by far. All they got was Jabril Pepper as a first and a third. For What I don't get is they signed him that five-year deal. You can understand, and they've repeatedly said, we're not going to trade Odell. We're not trading Odell. Odell will trade him. And then all of a sudden, Cleveland offers that, and you're like, okay, we'll trade Odell. I understand. He is a bit of a head case, and he's a diva, and you don't want that drama on the field. But it, there's so many things, ways you can go with the Giants yeah. now. Did they make the right call by going Saquon? And now, like the Jets, and having the quarterback, and then make the additions rather than now having to look for the quarterback to take them. Which, but, the thing is, as you said, so... Realistically, in a year and a half from now, right? Yeah. Around what Big Ben wants, right? In a year to a year and a half from now. Realistically, Big Ben, best running back, one of the best running backs in football, and, and easily the best receiver in all of football. Yeah. We were talking about what's going on with the Steelers, and I'm... Because I keep sure. looking at Le'Veon, and my yeah. brain, I keep zoning out looking at No, I, I agree. Interesting to watch for years to come what happens with the team. They have Rudolph, so we'll see if that... Going back to the Giants, what I'm curious about is... They got that first from Cleveland. Yeah. Do they flip their first? And that's there's reports that the Raiders could be interested on, in interested in him. I think that's a that's or do they the flip? Vote. Highly likely going Kyler Murray. Allegedly, they say that the asking price for Rosen is only a second or a third. If it, I'm the Giants, I'm doing that. Yep. I think that it's completely worth the worth the risk. He was a first round pick last year. He struggled. There's no doubt about that. Yep. But you're you're not going anywhere this year if you're in New York. Exactly. You got three, let alone just the Giants. Why not take a gamble on Josh Rosen? If you're Miami, why? I don't know why you had a tank for Tua, as everyone's saying. Yeah. But there's plenty of teams out there, in my opinion, that could use someone like Josh Rosen. And the Cardinals seem they're going to go Kyler Murray. They signed a potential backup, Mike Glennon. They signed, so yeah. they'll probably back him up. Kyler Murray. So if you're, I'm curious to see if he yeah, the, it, does uh, go on the move. And I was I saw that the so the a third round pick about I think it's pick ninety five on the in the supplemental draft so they have a second uh, I think like three fourth round picks yeah they got they have the same three they've got plenty of I think what they have the one of them some of the most picks in a whole draft like now that if this is gonna be Gettleman's team he's done a lot of moves to make it that this is gonna be Trading Olivier Vernon, trading Odell, you're setting it up that this is your team and you're going to build it. How you're losing a lot of faith in of the Giants faithful, and we know that this is going to be a future quarterback, or are they going to have to take somebody else and not take a quarterback and worry about that next year? Absolutely, and I think that this year, I think there's a couple of the quarterbacks that are just completely overrated. Going to be the number one pick. I think it's like the Brady Quinn situation where he's just going to keep falling back and back more. Once no idea what he's doing, watching film, he doesn't know what he's doing. That's a big concern if you don't understand what what's happening. Yeah, it should be. It's definitely a big concern. Maybe he shouldn't have if he was going to go football along. But if he doesn't know anything, what he's doing, that's 
strange if he has won the Heisman. That's what I, I believe that there's some terminology and that kind of stuff, and that is very concerning if you're trying to take someone first are are willing to do that. From everything you hear, they're going to do it. So we'll just have to wait a few weeks and fall. Yeah. I, I think that – and then I don't think that Oakland's going to be moving on for to trade up and to increase the value of that pick. Wouldn't shock me. And I think that move on from Carr, but Will could draft one of his quarterbacks to sit behind Carr as a guy by elite talent waiting but, in the wing. But as we mentioned, though, you have no idea. It's Oakland, right? Yeah. All they gave up was a third-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and Amari Cooper. I think that it stinks for me as a Steelers fan that they were so open to trading Brown. They made it clearly known, we're going to trade Brown, that you couldn't get value you could get from Antonio Brown. And because he's become such a diva, such a head case, and the Steelers may have made it so willing that we're going to be trading him, you couldn't yeah. get the neither here nor there. Oakland, we'll see what happens. They've got some first-round picks, like you said. We do with that. It's a lot of storylines following. We know that the NFL drafts one of your favorite storylines oh, in all it. sports. It's, it's, gonna be, it's a little different when the Jets are they going to go after. I'm not enamored by any of these current quarterbacks, so I don't feel really as obligated to be I, – because I, it's, it's also not as exciting when it's all defensive linemen, yeah. really, that are – when you look at Josh Allen, he's a nice player. Quentin Williams is a nice player. Bosa is going to be a nice player. Uh, Greedy Williams is another guy. There's a lot of these type of players that are out there that are not as exciting as most years when it's like, oh, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Jared Goff or is it going to be Carson Wentz? Is yeah. it going to be, which quarterback is going to be the top taken? Like, this year, it's 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 a different league than, than most years. It's a defensive top-heavy class. Yep. And if you look at mock drafts, the top 32, I believe like 20 something at least are defenders yeah so everyone's uh, that's a heavy defensive class so it'll be interesting to see who hits i'm really excited to see nick bosa i believe he's gonna be the second overall pick going to san francisco i think he's going one i'm gonna stick with the kyler murray hype and if it's a smoke screen i'll fall for it but if all the signs pointing to him it's the safest call for me at least to say that's gonna be Kyler Murray, but we'll see. I'm excited for sure to see what happens and is he gonna be how good will he be and what's the domino effect? What's gonna happen to Josh Rosen? Like I said, there's so many teams that could use a quarterback. Who's gonna be Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jacksonville's got Foles. But still if if I'm because I'm not completely sold on Foles, if realistically if you bring in Rosen for a third yeah. I think that's the one place that you could use sure. him. Miami. Miami. That's the clearest opening. They got Tannehill, correct? Oh, yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee yeah. Okay. So they're a team that's now off the list. But there are Washington. Yeah, Washington. Washington. Yeah, definitely. That's so. Annapolis. I, it's worth a shot. Maybe. Maybe. If you're, there's, and there's a variety of teams, again, that could really be, be big players in on him if in England. Yeah, they're always willing to take those low-risk, high-reward moves. Josh Gordon, for example. Yep. And Josh Rosen's the example of that. And he, he was traded it. Sheldon did it. Yeah, if you could trade the third, second, third or second-round picks, a risk that I think many teams should be willing to take. I, I completely agree with you. And it stinks. We, I, we all know your opinion on Dak Prescott. I think that even if you believe in Prescott, which I'm not, he should be the starter, but... Yeah, I think that's another team that should definitely be willing. We'll flip this a little bit now, and where 
Unless there's any other things you want to talk about. A little free agency, I think the best move to me was Tyron Matthew. Yeah. I loved him going to Kansas City. They were they struggle on defense, bringing in a superstar safety like that. I think that was, to me, the best move the entire free agency period was yeah. Tyron Maybe not the Mostly best, but... was nice with the Jets. Yeah, the Jets CJ, that was very good, especially after you lose oh, out on I bar. I was so mad about that. Yeah, I was... Uh, How do you do that, by the way? There's got to be a rule in place now. How do you tell a team, I'm going to sign with you, and then, like, uh, never mind? I, yeah, I guess you had once before the paper... The, before the pens put on the paper, you can back out and say the offer's gotten better. I just really like the fit better, and I really feel more comfortable. But the Jets, there. Oh, but the thing is, the Jets paid more than Minnesota would, and the fact that what's the point of legal tampering then? There's no point of this whole point then. If you're not able, like, there's really no benefit of ha- having this ability to early negotiate if guys like that are just going to be backing out of deals. Well, yeah, it's, it's a rare occurrence, and I think that we're not going to see many people do that. I think just all of a sudden, he, the more he thought about it, the more comfortable he was in Minnesota and the more willing he was to take less money just to go back to a place he's comfortable rather than make the move to the big city, New York, or even just any team. I think if once you find a comfort zone, and you, sometimes you're more willing to just stick with what you know rather than yeah. take the next step and make the move. Yeah, absolutely. I get that. I get that one. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. Well, Giants are going to be the worst team in football. It's not even close. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, yeah, I, I'd say so. Maybe Washington, depending on what happens with them at quarterback. But, yeah, yeah. I, I it's going to be not a fun year to be a Giants fan, <laughs> especially if poor Eli. It's final year in the league, and he's got to deal with this mess. And poor Saquon. Yeah. Poor Saquon, you're absolutely right. He's going to be Le'Veon Bell, but no, nothing to back it up with it. Yep. Um, Completely agree. All right, and we're going to now dive into some college basketball talk. Now it is the tournament, and things are looking very, very good for your boy here. Calling things left and right all over the place. Murray State over Marquette. I'm calling all types of crazy. Uke Sirvine, the uh, Oregon, I had it all. And I'm looking fantastic. I also, proud of your, myself, I'm tired of getting burned by Kansas. You know what I did? Picked Kansas the first round, picked against in the second round. I did too in my bracket. Can't stand Kansas. I just didn't like them this year as much as I, there's a lot of, to me there's a lot of issues with Kansas and I wasn't as comfortable with them as I would normally be. So, and Auburn was a really hot team, so I just felt that they would keep riding the hot streak in yeah. this and I was right with that. They were plus 700 to win the, uh, the wow. championship, which I thought was unreal odds. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so... Oh, no, I thought it was a little more, but but still, to that same effect, that's unreal. And I think that's a that their sleeper team. Yeah. Uh, Oregon, to me, is just really yeah. hot. The problem is that they're going to have to go through, if they win today, when we're recording this, that they'll have to go through number one Virginia, possibly, and that's going to be... It's always tough to be a one seed, but they're another team that's just the sleeper, really hot team, that the Cinderella hot team that is getting hot at the right time, but they've been so much fun to watch. Yeah, and UNC has been looking good for them. I'm excited to see what Zion does. Oh, yeah, that's going to be incredible. It's, it's today going up against, when we're recording, it's going up against yeah. the seven foot six center and having him. Uh, the one-on-one battle is going to be just awesome, Unreal. so much fun. Kind of what March is made of. It hasn't been – this has been a, 
a strange March Madness just by the fact that there hasn't been that in unbelievable close like but there's been one or two buzzer beaters and there's been a, a couple upsets but there hasn't been that crazy game yet that everyone's yeah. gonna be talking about but hopefully it's coming soon it's still march madness and it's still super fun to watch and we enjoy every second of oh, it yeah. but i think incredible buzzer beater shot we had that with lsu yeah. yesterday i turned it on happened so i was pretty excited about that but the big moments coming that big should oh, come sure. hopefully come soon but curious to see which one is always that'd be a good idea for us what one seed goes down first but there's in my bracket i had duke as the first one seed i just don't trust the i had to go contrarian with against the people i was going against i wanted to yeah. have a different bracket than everyone else man they are in a pretty competitive region so it wouldn't yeah. shock me especially and the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8 would not shock me at all. Yeah, I uh, have done it in the big games. I've done it in big yeah. moments. It just It's just using logic there. I, I've never tried the biggest blunders of the entire tournament at the end of that game. And they went straight to Faust. They ended up causing a stop and turning the ball directly over. Made no sense. Poor coaching. Uh, Michigan, I think Michigan's an overrated team this year. They struggled against Mis- uh, Michigan State. This year either. I had my bracket that they'll get knocked out by Texas Tech in the next. Uh, Buff- I think Buffalo will put up a good fight against them today. To be uh, to be honest, so it's a lot of close games, and you know we'll see. I think that their Arvos could get hot at the right time, and I had them pulling off the upset against Duke in my bracket. A Kentucky looks good, but they have a tough region, especially if they have to go up against. I think so too. Um. Yeah, so you you say you want Virginia. I'm my sleeper team is going to be Tennessee, even though they narrowly. They yeah, you were you were sweating bullets watching that game today. Yeah, <laughs> that was not good. I was nerve wracking. Another sleeper team, Houston. I yeah. think that they're playing hot right now, and like I said, Kentucky. They they're obviously Kentucky, and you never doubt them, but. It would not shock me if they, if Kentucky, if Houston is able to get past this round against Ohio State today, that they'll be able to pull off an upset against Kentucky in the next round. So that's another sleeper team below the top two seeds that you could see be very sneaky. And I think they would put up a good fight against North Carolina if it came to that. But I also remember we need to see if. Oh, if they get past Ohio State, though, as you mentioned. Oh, yeah, completely. That's what it's all going to be about at the end of it, if Houston can get past. Yeah. I'm excited to see the 13 versus 12 matchup. It's going to be... Yeah. Those are always fun, especially when you have those... When you have the two Cinderella stories, it's... Especially, say, you got to the Sweet 16. There was that... A few years ago, we had that Sweet 16 yeah. matchup between two double-digit seeds, or it was the Elite Eight. I forget which one, but having those... Matchups, two double-digit seeds, just fun to watch. And one thing that stinks for them is they got to go up possibly against Virginia and yep. go up against the one seed. But like I said, I really think Oregon's hot, and they they're playing much better than a 12 seed right now. And so I think that it wouldn't entirely shock me to see them pull off an upset. Yeah, you and me both. So they're that super dark horse team that I like right now. Yeah. 
Um, that's going to be all the time that we have here on this week's edition of the SU Sports Corner podcast. We got to figure out what we're going to do for next week or our next our well, next well, episode. We got to keep it going. Just, yeah, we have to. We got to figure out. But we'll keep, we'll keep it going. We'll keep releasing, especially with the NFL draft. You know how yeah. you like to cover that. We'll need to do a show for yeah. that. And once baseball gets going, we'll talk that tournament keeps going we're gonna have to keep updating people on that we have a lot lot to, to talk, talk about. about oh in the hockey remember hockey and we almost playoffs. did an emergency press conference from the nassau coliseum i was if i could find somebody to do the camera if i had any voice <laughs> i would have done an emergency press conference straight outside looking at the at looking at the rink at the nassau coliseum i couldn't figure out how to yeah. oh you're absolutely right but that's gonna be all the time that we have here thanks for listening and we hope to catch you on our next one